successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM KMBZ. If you're on radio, if you're listening on podcast, we are at Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, as well as Google Podcasts, and if you're watching us on my social media today, we greatly appreciate it. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Again, you can connect with me. I love connecting with people on social media. Just search for my name, at Jason Grill on Twitter, at Grill Nation Show. Uh, appreciate everyone watching us, listening, as always. Today's show uh, is going to be pretty cool. We're joined by two individuals from NetStandard. Their website is netstandard.com. We're joined today by the Chief Operating Officer of NetStandard, Jamie Simpson, as well as the VP of Sales and Marketing at NetStandard, Kristen O'Connell. Welcome to the show. How are you guys today? We're excited to be here. (laughs) It's great to have you both. And, uh, Excited to talk to you kind of about what NetStandard does and about kind of some of your leadership experience and business experience. And hopefully we'll we'll learn a lot from you today on the show, which is kind of the the reason why we get great guests like you each and every week. Um, First off, let's start with your journeys. Why don't we start with Jamie? Jamie, you're the chief operating officer. I want to know more about you. I want to know about uh, your background, where you're from kind of how you got to uh, to net standards. So we'll start with you. Well, I am a local Kansas City girl. I grew up in Independence, Missouri, home of Harry S. Truman. So we're I'm a huge Truman nerd and um, a Truman High School be, graduate. Right? You have to be if you're from Independence, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we require <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I could talk about that all day. I have a lot of nerddom when it comes to that. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm from Kansas City, and I went to the University of Kansas, and I've worked most of my career in Kansas City. I've been outside of the of the Kansas City metro a couple of different times. I've um, worked from Vegas for a little while, which is unusual for most of us around here. But um, but yeah, what, I've been. What was that experience like, real quickly? You know, Vegas is a really interesting town to live in. You know, everybody visits it, and you have this sort of idea, or you go for a conference and you have an idea of what that's going to be like. But it was a great city to live in, actually. If you live in the burbs, it's really the weather's great. You, outdoors a lot but your kids go to the strip for their um, field trips which is real different and um, (laughs) so it's I was glad we got out of there before they became teenagers let's just put it that way (laughs) but I've lived most of my life here I've been in IT for more than 20 years Um, I worked most of that in consulting and managed service provider space so uh, I started as a project manager uh, working with clients and implementing tech and then I've moved my way up through engineering 
management, and now I'm the chief operating officer at NetStandard. That's awesome. Next up, uh, Kristen, you uh, you're in VP of Sales and Marketing. Just you know, have a, an interesting journey as well. I, I know you're not from Kansas City. Where are you from originally? That is true. I am actually born and raised in New York City. So my accent will come out probably more and more as we talk if it's not prevalent right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will try well, to talk slow. So how long have you been in uh, Kansas City? So that's what's the great news. I feel like I've been here a lot longer than what I have been, but I came here January 1st of 2017. So, um, but I was, oh, I was with Sprint for 23 years, always in New York City. And they finally convinced me to kind of come to the, to the mothership in Kansas City in, in 2017. So that, that's what brought me here. Um, and which was great because then I got to do a lot of the community engagement and a lot of different programs with Sprint being headquartered here. So that's why I feel like I've gotten to know Kansas City a lot faster in the four years I've been here than honestly probably some of the, my whole life in, in New York City just in terms of the engagement. So Kansas City has been very welcoming to me. Um, so I, I relocated myself, my three kids, and even my mom moved. So I went to whole New York clan. <laughs> So I, yeah, I got that was you know when you I'm looking at your LinkedIn right now. Um, it was in 2016 that you moved to Kansas City. I mean, you know, 2016 to me doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but when you start thinking about it, man, it's almost been five years. Yeah. Um, but you know, as somebody who loves New York City, uh, I think it's cool that you you know that you 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 now I guess you're having both experiences now. As Kansas City is is it as much of a small town that, as you probably heard in the East Coast, or is it bigger than you thought it'd be? It is way bigger. I will tell you, I mean, so many of my friends come to visit and they're like, this is Kansas. So, um, yeah, it is It is way bigger. But me and Jamie were talking about this just the other day. It is a much more connected city. I think New York is so big um, that that community engagement and that connection, it's there, but not to the same level of the impact you can have in Kansas City. So I think that that's one of the big differences there. Um, and you know, there's a ton to do here, too. People don't realize all my friends who have come here are like, I could live here. I love it. Well, you're great ambassador for us. Again, we're talking to uh, Chief Operating Officer Jamie Simpson and the Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Kristen O'Connell from NetStandard. Their website is netstandard.com. Okay, so before we get into our, uh, our, our next segment, let's preview the show today. We're going to talk about a lot of different subjects. Uh, one, we're going to learn about what NetStandard does, if you've never heard of it. Uh, I actually had heard of it before I got connected to you all, but I didn't really quite know exactly what your company does each and every day. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about kind of some of the growth. We're going to talk about some of the the values that have encouraged your growth. We're going to talk about how you utilize branding and marketing and sales to help grow a lot of different topics. And then we'll obviously talk about leadership. Uh, You are two strong female leaders in uh, Kansas City. So I want to talk to you about that because you don't, I mean, as far as the tech industry, it seems to be more uh, male centric, at least historically. So I'm excited to talk about kind of how you all have grown in, in your company and your your uh, your roles. And then, you know, we'll probably have some fun too. I'm excited. Netstandard.com is the website. And you both have been there. Uh, it's fairly recent for you, right? You haven't each been there for a long time. That's right. I've been here a little under 18 months. I think I joined right at the beginning of 2020. And then I... Um, convinced Kristen to come over a year ago today actually was her first day. So this is her work anniversary with NetStandard. 
It so. is. I thought about that. This is that. how we're it's celebrating. Gonna... It's yeah. with you. Jason. <laughs> so get excited. Well, good. Well, you'll be out of here by lunchtime, I promise. So, so you right. guys started right at the beginning of COVID then, or uh, Kristen did, essentially. I started, yeah, May 5th last year. So right in the heart of COVID. Yes, I didn't I didn't see my coworkers probably for six, eight months. So it was really <laughs> funny Zoom. because we'd be in the office doing something and she'd say, oh, I've never met them before. Oh, I've never seen them in person. And I'm, really? Like it just, it always struck me as odd, but I was only in this office really two, three months before we all went home, not even quite three months. So um, when we came back to the office, I I had like Valentine's Day candy on my desk and it was, you know, I was like, oh yeah, this is what this looks like. So, it is um, hard. you know, you guys, it is hard to start a job and not know any of your coworkers face to face. I can't imagine that. We'll get into more of kind of how you guys innovated and grew during the COVID pandemic. Net Standard is a leading provider of strategic technology solutions for small and mid-sized businesses. They're the, uh, the, the the leader in Kansas City region and they do work all over the country. But I'm excited to have both Jamie and Kristen on today's show. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. My eyes are open. By the way, I made it through the day. I watched the world outside. By the way, I'm leaving out today. I just saw Haley's comet away. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ on podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and on Stitcher, and on my website, which is grillnationshow.com. Um, you can connect with us at any time through the website. I love to connect with collaborators or potential guests, so please reach out. Uh, the website is, again, grillnationshow.com. We are joined today by uh, NetStandard. NetStandard is a leading provider of strategic technology solutions for small and mid-sized businesses. They're located in the Kansas City region. Um, Their website is netstandard.com. I'm joined by Jamie Simpson, who's the Chief Operating Officer, and Kristen O'Connell, who's the VP of Sales and Marketing at NetStandard. So I want to start with, uh, let's start with uh, Jamie. Jamie, you know, I've heard of Net Standard. I'd heard about it uh, maybe in the Business Journal or uh, throughout the years. But tell us about what it actually what actually Net Standard does. Sure. Well, Net Standard um, has been around a long time. I really hadn't run into Net Standard a lot either. Most of my management background was in larger global managed service providers. But we are a local Kansas City managed service provider. The company was founded 25 years ago by the guys who still own it. And they got into the business mostly doing data center services and kind of hosting things for people like a lot of small companies start. Um, But we really are one of the larger managed service providers that services the Kansas City local market, which means we help companies manage their technology. So um, there's a lot of different services we provide. We do project work and engineering as a service and those kind of things. But where our, what we really do well is we help clients who don't have the time or energy to manage their 
internal IT services. Um, we take that on for them and help them both from a day-to-day operations perspective, and we can also help strategically and help them build that into an asset for the business instead of just a cost center. So it's a huge benefit to companies that really are trying to grow um, their core services and their passion is some other industry besides IT, but they need IT to be able to do that really well. And so we like to come in and help them manage that and help them to love IT again. You kind of mentioned some of the services that you provide. And it's interesting that it's you've been providing them for over 20 years. You know, I'm trying to think back to IT 20 years ago, although 20 years ago now is like 2000. So it's not like it was like the 90s where... Uh, you know, I, I think I got an email account uh, in college in the, uh, yeah, it was in the 90s. So um. <laughs> we had a, we were doing something in the office the other day. And one of the girls that works for Kristen, um, I made some comment about an application looking like it was from 1995. And she goes, I was born in 1995. And I was like, well, that's what applications looked like back then. Yes, I mean, it's like, sorry. I went yeah. from, I remember being a young consultant and being out there doing things and pretending I knew a lot, but not really knowing very much. And now I'm like the old lady that <laughs> tells everybody the way things used to be. But um, as far as our services, we, you know, like I said, we have data center services, which are truly just you bring in your equipment and put it in one of our racks. But it's not really, it's more of a supporting service for us now. Really, our what we do really well is we've got a great stable of engineers. Um, so we've got a lot of expertise around technologies like virtualization and cloud and Microsoft management 365. Um, we've recently developed more of a competency around security. Cybersecurity is a big topic for companies of all sizes now. And we've really invested in that pretty heavily over the last year or two. Um, we have a CI, a fractional CIO. So for companies that need more strategic alignment and help, um, cause really technology, you know, and this is probably getting ahead of myself, but the thing I like about technology is it really can be leveraged to grow a business and really transform a business. But a lot of companies don't really have the right expertise, um, to, to make it something that really accelerates your business instead of just keeping the lights on and making sure your email runs and those kind of things. So that's what I get really excited about. But we fortunately have a stable of engineers that, that's capable soup to nuts. So that's really what we do for clients. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, Kristen, I want to bring you in here. Um, you know, you don't have to give me any names, but I think it's interesting to to kind of find out more, you know, you say you work with uh, small and mid-sized businesses. Uh, is there any kind of more like, you know, hypothetical success story you might be able to share? Because I know you're in, you're in marketing and sales about, uh, you know, what types of companies, because, you know, I know a lot of small businesses and they're probably deciding, do I need the services that a net standard would offer or am I to that point yet? Do, do I have to worry about my IT issues? You know, what who, who are some of these people maybe generic or success story or the groups you could share that maybe you guys have helped? Yeah, I think to your point, it really goes across all industries. So what I'd say is as your company's starting to grow, I mean, that's when you look at it going, even if you're a 30 person company, right? I mean, from that kind of going up in terms of what you need next from, from an IT perspective is where do you want the company to go? And IT 
plays a part in that, right? Because there's got to be communications, whether it's internally, whether it's to your customers, whether it's how you market to them, all of that. And then how is that data used? I think that that's what you look at going, okay, so now I have this data and what's the best way of, of you know, sending that through my organization? And people don't think about IT in terms of what it can do for every industry, whether it's not for profit. I mean, people assume finance, manufacturing, right, where there's an IT component. But even as, you know, you look at your more creative sides of the house, right, how are they sharing documents? So all of that plays into it that I, I would honestly tell you, if you're a company, if you're growing, if you're 30 plus employees, you've got to really start looking at that IT strategy and what is it doing for you? And really, are, are you hiring somebody who's really getting bogged down in it where it's just not what they do? right? And it, it's not their creative side. So it's like, let us take that over, understand your business, understand where you want to go, and then we can kind of make the right recommendations to you. Because I think that's where people get caught up in, oh, I've got my email, I've got this, it, it works fine. But then they don't realize how much more productive they could be. You know, for example, Teams, right? Everyone has Microsoft, but are you really using it the way you could be, right? Are you really utilizing it to really be collaborative? And I think that's where customers, it's, you just don't know what you don't know, right? If, if you're not from the, that IT industry. So I think that's where we come in to really help people. And it's okay because you're not supposed to be an expert in IT, right? That's that's not your industry. So um, that's where it's I think we, that you made that point about Microsoft Teams, man, I could have used that uh, personally because some computers, you know, they just, they're not as fast. And, and some of these, these, these things that we've had to get adjusted to with Zoom and what I'm using now to produce the show with my producer and other things, you know, they're all different, but I just think of it in that old fashioned way of, you know, like I'm an attorney and I've got all these documents and now everything's online and PDFs, filings, and you have a, a, a server. And if that goes down, you know, you're kind of in trouble because uh, everything shuts down and you really have no way of working, which, you know, you work in billable hours and your clients have major issues. Uh, there's just, that's the way I think of it. I think it's cool that there's so many other things. And that kind of leads me to my next question about kind of, you know, why IT is so important now and moving forward. And, and either one of you can answer this, but it seems to me it just continues to evolve. And it's not like the way I used to think about it, like all the time, like the lawyer with the files, but it could be, you know, Microsoft Teams or other things as well. Yeah, here's a stat. I, I just learned this stat yesterday um, and it amazed me because you look at di digitalization, right? And everybody thought they were at a certain point And I think COVID hit and a lot of companies, it was kind of the final, right? Did they pass or did they fail, right? Where were they on that? Um, Zoom had 10 million customers a year ago. They've got 300 million now, right? And that, that's in one year. So all these companies who thought they had it figured out, well, clearly we did it, right? Because we went from 10 million using it to 300 million. So I think that's why it's so important that it's what's going to be the next thing, right? It's constantly evolving. And that's, and that's what we need to do, right? We need to be one step ahead of that so we can educate our customers and our, and our prospects. Mm -hmm. I would say too, you know, I think, um, I think your competitors are a step ahead of you, you know, and the guys who are really innovating in technology, that affects how fast you go to market, how product, how productive your employees are. You know, if you can stretch productivity, it can save you internal costs from hiring resources you don't need. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of strategic value to technology that most a lot of companies, particularly under a certain size, really don't understand enough to leverage. And there's tons of vendors out there that'll tell you that you have to buy this great thing or move to this cloud or do this thing. Um, 
In other words, spend some money with us and we will fix your problems. But without really understanding what you're going to get out of that solution, you can throw a lot of good money at something that doesn't get you to where you need to go. And I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients that have invested a lot of money in great hardware technology or some software product that they expect to revolutionize their business. But, you know, products and software doesn't fix process. And a lot of times, you don't think through how you're going to use the new tool before you buy it. It's like when my husband wants to go buy a router, then he comes up with some project that needs some sort of like fancy Home Depot related tool to fit the project, right? Just because he wants the tool. He doesn't really need the tool. He just wants it, right? And so with technology, that can get really expensive really fast, especially if you're spending you know, software as a service license per user per month contracts and you license something for your entire environment that sits around on a shelf for six months. Well, that's just money that is gone. And so the business has to really understand both for its own financial profitability, but also for efficiency and time to market and competitive value. You've got to really understand how you're using your technology to grow the business. And if you don't know the answer to that, then there are a lot of companies that can help you with that. But um, you know, that's something that with us being vendor agnostic too, it gives us a little bit of room to consult with clients and help them understand how that spend affects them. Great answer. And we're going to get to a lot more questions. I, I that You just answered a few of my questions with that answer. So that's great. Again, netstandard.com, netstandard. I'm joined by the COO of the company, Jamie Simpson, and the vice president of sales and marketing, Kristen O'Connell. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on KMBZ 980 AM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. As always, uh, very excited to have two awesome guests again this week. Uh, today we're talking about NetStandard. Their website is netstandard.com. I'm joined by the COO, Jamie Simpson, and the VP of Sales and Marketing, Kristen O'Connell. Um, again, you can connect with me on social media. I am on Twitter, at Jason Grill, and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you again for connecting with me on social, and you can listen to all of our shows again all over the place. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen on podcasts. Uh, you can you can hear us on odyssey.com. We're all over the place. So we thank you for joining us each and every week and listening and sharing the show. Um, you both are very successful uh, people in the, in the technology space, of course. Kristen, you were at Sprint for many years in New York City uh, and then here in Kansas City. And Jamie, you told us about your career uh, in different cities that are not Kansas City, like Las Vegas, Los Angeles, etc. Um, I want to talk to you about being two, you know, very successful leaders, uh, female leaders in the tech space. Why do you both believe maybe there aren't enough women leaders in the tech space? Because am I wrong on that assumption that tech is, and for the most part, has been a male-dominated field? Or is it now changed and it's it's more uh, more females are involved in the tech space? I think it depends. I'll take it um, or I'll start. And and Kristen's experience is probably different than mine because I think it, it does depend a little bit on what side of 
side of the business you're coming up. Sales is probably a little more diverse than engineering. Um, you know, I do think there's not very many women in leadership and technology, but there's really not a lot of women in at least the engineering side of technology full stop. That's, that's just true. And, you know, I was with some female peers the other day and we were talking about that. And it's funny how many of them start their statements with, well, you know, I'm kind of in this male dominated industry. And so I had to, and I thought, well, that's because unless you're a teacher or a nurse, you're pretty much in a, a male dominated industry, right? We can all say that. Um, but I think with engineering, as much as we're emphasizing STEM and, you know, girls teaching and Girl Scouts and all of these things through high school, we're emphasizing it. I think sometimes we don't package those careers in ways that appeal to young people. And I, I also think they don't have good visibility to what career options there are. Um, and what I mean by that is I help with uh, interviews and things, sometimes mock interviews for the kids at Summit Technology Academy and Lee Summit. And there are girls in those classes. So it, not a lot, but there'll be maybe 20, 25% will be female. And when you talk to them, a lot of those girls will say, well, I like computers and I like technology, but I don't want to sit behind a computer all day, or I don't want to be a developer and write code all day. Um, but they don't have any visibility to all of the other careers that are in technology. You know, they might be great in sales. They might be a great project manager, um, you know, business analysts that help companies develop their use cases and figure out how to build processes. There's a lot of things that are technology related that aren't sitting behind a keyboard and coding all day. And I think, you know, it's a stereotype a little bit, but females tend to be a little more, um, interactive and communicative. And obviously, they're really, really active on social media and in other places like that. But they don't necessarily think of that as an option for technology careers. So, you know, we have to do a better job of showing young people of all walks of life that there are different options when it comes to careers in technology. It's not really just sitting behind a keyboard all day. And that's an important distinction, I think, if we want to grow the number of women in IT specifically. Yeah. I I also, you know, I was thinking about this too. And the other thing that I find interesting, and somebody said this to me once, is like it's okay to learn as you do the work, right? Like that—that that is that is very much a viable option. And I think a lot of women go into something and they look at it and there's a, a job opportunity and, you know, eight of the 10 requirements they've got nailed down, but there's two that they don't have. And they're like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't go for it, right? The opposite side, I'd say our male colleagues have maybe two and eight they don't have. And they're like, I got this job, right? And it's like, and it's great that they do, right? And so I think that's where we have to get women to go, it's okay that you don't have all 10. Put yourself out there. Like you can still learn it. You can learn it as you go. So I think some of that too, getting that culture with women say, okay, you can, you can go into an engineering, a technology field and not have every single degree, right? You, you can learn it and you can adapt, you can figure it out. So I think some of that is that mindset of just because, you know, you don't, ha you didn't start out with that engineering degree doesn't mean you can't dive into technology now. And, and one of the things I didn't get asked in the last segment, but I think it's important is you both, Jamie, you said it. I mean, you can work for a tech company and not be coding all day. And, 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 and one of the things that Kristen does is, she, you know, she's the vice president of sales and marketing at NetStandard. Obviously, you have strong background in, in branding and in marketing and sales. 
you know, that's a position that it's hard to do when you're talking about IT, I imagine. So do you have any uh, good advice uh, about ways that you think you can make yourself stand out more or you have with branding and marketing in a tech you know, related? You've got, you make a great point, right? Your point is, how do you make it stand out? And it's IT. And, uh, you know, and Jamie used our tagline. One of the things that we use, and maybe it's a little campy, but we love it, right? It's everything to love IT again. And we intentionally put everything to love it again, right? So people are like, well, what is it? Right. And because people don't typically like they think of IT as maybe boring, not exciting, you know, unless you come from the coding engineering world. But if you're an attorney or you're in, in a media field, you don't necessarily think of IT as something exciting. Right. So we want to get people to look at it as it is an enabler. You know, so I think what we're trying to do now um, and what you're going to see with that standard is, you know, we've been around for 25 years and you don't get that way by not doing things well. Right. So we've been doing things well. We've got a, a great customer base. But now it's time for us to start giving back to the community. I think that's important because we are the largest managed service provider in Kansas City. So what you're going to start seeing over the next year is us doing more events, you know, more customer appreciation events, more um, more actual now that we can get back in the, in the world again and socialize, kind of doing some more in-person events, but also giving back on webinars, ebooks education that we can bring to the market that probably hasn't been there. And I think as the longest and the largest provider, we, we do feel we owe that to the community. And that's what you're going to start seeing a lot more of net standard. That sounds that sounds amazing. And uh, can't wait to see that. And I, I'd say the reason why I, uh, you mentioned two things I've worked in law and media. I wish I could code and I was bright enough to do engineering because I know the salaries are much higher in those fields. So uh, maybe yeah, media, yeah. but I think yeah. law probably uh, has <laughs> Tech jobs are, uh, are, are uh, the starting salaries are a lot higher than many others. So another reason why to look at tech. Again, today we're joined by Net Standard, uh, COO and a VP of Marketing and Sales are with me today, Jamie Simpson and Kristen O'Connell. Okay, one of the things I think about when I think about IT preparation is is preparing and planning for a potential crisis. I mean, do you get clients who are reaching out at that final hour before something catastrophic has already happened or you know, do you actually have people that plan for these things? What's the percentages? And I always think about this, like anything else, people reach out to you at the time they need you the most. And that's usually when they have a crisis. I always tell people no one calls a managed service provider to take care of stuff that's working really well. Like it's like saying you're going to take your car that's in perfect condition and to get repaired. Like that just isn't yeah. what you do. You take it because it's broken. And and so no matter how much uh, Kristen's team tries to convince me that our prospective clients have a perfect environment that's not going to take very much work, that's just not <laughs> true. It always takes some kind of crisis for you to go, oh, maybe this could be done better, right? Um, so there are clients. It depends, I think, a lot on the industry and your compliance standards. For some companies, they're required to really think hard about their disaster recovery and business continuity planning and what's going to happen if something goes bad. But I think you'll find that you know even the best laid plans get tested and don't always go the way you want them to. And it, it that's an area where technology changes really fast too. So you really have to stay up on what's going on. But I, I, I would say the number of clients that call because they're having some sort of, they either had or are having some sort of crisis is pretty high. I mean, anybody who calls us, it's typically because something bad is happening. Um, so that, that's a pretty common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like we have to give just a shout out to our people because 
and we hope this never happens to any client again, but we, we had a client hit with ransomware on Christmas morning. Mm. So middle of the night Christmas. So our engineers worked on Christmas getting everything done. So um, to your point, it's it's never planned, right? And these things happen, especially ransomware. Um, but to, to the credit, I mean, I, that's the one thing I love about our engineers. I mean, they all jumped in um, on Christmas to, to get that customer going. And that, that well, goes to, that, that's such a big point. Go ahead, Jamie. I was just going to add one thing, which is it doesn't always have to be a major catastrophe that that creates a crisis. You know, COVID's a great example of that. And we had a ton of clients that in whatever industry, there are a lot of industries where they were nine to five, sit at my desk with my workstation and work. And the minute they all had to go home, we had a ton of clients that had to figure out my people don't have laptops. I don't have a, I don't have a secure way to get to my files. Oh, my accounting system is on a server that sits under my accountant's desk. And now we all need to get to it. And what are we going to do? Um, those were things that were, they wouldn't have been in your typical disaster recovery plan because they weren't necessarily something that a lot of companies had really thought about ahead of time. And we, you know, we had such great success stories during that time for clients that we had a brand new client that signed on maybe 10 days before the quarantine orders <laughs> and their headquarters were in Australia and then they had a local office here. Well, the day that it looked like we were all going to get sent home. They called one of our engineers and said, we don't have laptops and we didn't have time to order them. And they were all on back order anyway. And so my engineer drove to micro center with them and said, those are the ones we want. And they picked them out and they purchased them and, and had them ready to go. So that those guys could go home. And, and that's just, that's just hard work. You know, that's just people being comfortable that we can provide a solution and us being in the right place at the right time. So sometimes the disaster doesn't have to be, you know, a house fire. It could be something minor. Interesting. We're going to come back after the break for our last segment with Jamie Simpson and Kristen O'Connell. Thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. We'll be right back. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Who's never left home? Who's never struck out? Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us. We have our best for last segment. We have a lot of things still to get through, so I want to start quickly with Jamie Simpson and Kristen O'Connell from NetStandard. Jamie, you're telling me off uh, off the air about some of the cybersecurity issues. Can you just briefly tell us uh, what, what's hot right now and how NetStandard can help them? Yeah, and I'll be brief, and we've got other resources on our website if you need more details, but ransomware is attacking companies of all sizes now. It used to be big municipalities, and sort of you'd hear about it with hospitals and those kind of things, but we've seen it in some very small businesses, and so businesses that didn't have to think about it before having to make plans, and one of the things are that with some strategic advice that we were able to give our clients because of one of our legal partners is that... Um, cybersecurity insurance, which a lot of companies leverage in those situations to help them remediate um, a ransomware attack or some sort of security incident, is now scoping out um, socially engineered cybersecurity events, which means that if it started with phishing or somebody getting credentials by calling one of your employees and getting them to say something they shouldn't, that would have not been covered by their cybersecurity insurance. So you have to ask to make sure you have a rider on your policy that covers that. And that's an example of something that's really a more financial strategy than it is a technology strategy. My systems engineers aren't going to tell you that, but aligning with a partner that's able to give you a 
full picture of what's in the industry and what's happening, I think is really important, especially as things in that particular area, um, cybersecurity change. I love that. And I, it's great advice because people deal with this uh, mid-size, small size, all different types of companies. Your core beliefs of your company, which were customer value, professionalism, integrity, excellence, and accountability, all great things. I think customer value is, is huge and I just, I wanted to point those out. There's no question really around this, but I think you guys did a great job with putting together your values uh, of the business at netstandard.com. Quick question for both of you. I want to know some of the best general business or leadership advice that you've ever received and why it was important to you. So let's start with uh, Kristen. Is there any kind of advice that you think in your career has has uh, led you to your success? You know, you know it's funny. Uh, different parts of your life, right? You kind of hone into different things of what you've heard. And, you know, um, you know, one of the things I do remember is like just a big thing for me and, and James Craig with my team is, you know, trust, right? So my my team knows, the end. I mean, I've got their back. And I, I think that's so important for people who work for you to know that they, they trust you, right? And you, you what you say is what you're going to do, right? And I think with that trust and fairness, then you can hold people accountable. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things I think I really value when people say to me, is, you know, it's okay to be tough you're fair right and and that's and that's going to that's that's a core value that that i have and think my, my team has and in, in sales right we've, we've got to deliver the company relies on us right from a revenue perspective so i think that that's one of the biggest things i have is that making sure as we run fast um you know integrity and trust is is so key to me because then that allows you to ask a lot of your people and then your people are willing to do it for you that is interesting i like that you combine the two Jamie, uh, you don't have to answer that, but I will throw a question about to you next if you don't want. Um, what, what excites you about your industry? What excites you about the tech world, the IT world, as somebody who's been engaged for a while in this world? I love technology, um, and I really did at an early age, so I was a good example of a girl who would never have considered a career in technology because I thought it sounded really boring, and I didn't want to do that. But um, but I love innovation, and I love being smarter and more efficient, and I'm one of those kind of people that looks at, I can be in a line at the grocery store and be like, you know, they could do this so much faster. And that's just how my brain works. And it's perfect for technology because technology is constantly evolving. I mean, look at this podcast and the way we talked about Zoom a little bit earlier, but if your company isn't leveraging video conferencing, then you are now out of date. You're not capable of keeping up with the way um, businesses are functioning. So technology is such a huge part of that. And that I love that. I love being able to get better and, and faster and stronger. So technology is perfect for me you realize how much it is right like like think about uber right if you didn't um, and i my background is on that wireless side but if you didn't have a 4g network uber wouldn't have existed right um so you just think about all the things that technology is behind all these things that we take for granted yeah it definitely did take them for granted and i uh i think about this show and about going back into the studio recording face to face with people but then if i do that then i can't do this and we can't share it on social media as easily and it's like but your sound will be better and you'll be face to face and you'll have more interaction so it's you know it's weird it's weird how things have evolved over the last year with all this new technology for sure do you either of you have a favorite person in the tech space or someone we should be paying attention to maybe that you've been following that's innovative we talked about this yesterday a little bit in preparation for being here and <laughs> i i said i'd follow my sword for this one so i'll take this one um 
I just finished, we have a guy, our CIO actually came from Amazon and I was reading a book that he gave me about their core principles of doing business. It's like they've got 10 core principle statements. And, and so I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge Jeff Bezos fan, but he is somebody who really thought differently about what is important in in business, you know, and and when you read about some of the things he he focuses on, there are a lot of things that you know the average normal human probably can't comprehend. But one of his one of the things that stuck out to me from the book is this concept of you write the press release for the new project or service first. So as you're pitching it, you write the press release, which gets you to think about what success looks like when you implement that project. So you're evaluating the cost and the ROI and all of those things. But before you ever get started, you think what what does this mean to the market? What what do our customers care about this? How does this relate to everybody? And I, I think it's a really interesting concept to, to try to do things in reverse and think about the end before you start. Um, it, it's not necessarily something that I think a lot of businesses really think about, but particularly with technology investment, it's important. You know, what what does success look like? What do you hope to get out of this investment? And and so that's probably something I've read recently. And but I'm constantly, I think we're all constantly absorbing information and there's new new stuff to read about technology every day so and then just to add to that you know when you work in public relations or public affairs or crisis communications you know that that question this you just made up a great point jamie about writing the press release before you start well the question that that i've always and folks that i've worked with have asked clients is what is the perfect headline and if you start from that headline you can kind of figure out where you want to go with your strategy uh but frankly a lot of people don't even think about that so um (laughs) they need to more Final question, and well, we, we couldn't get to all of them, but I, w- I just want to go into the future for Net Standard. Again, the Nets, the website is netstandard.com, a leading managed technology firm here in Kansas City region. What are you excited about for Net Standard going forward and into the future? I'll have both of you answer that question. Let's start with Kristen. I think what I'm excited about is, and I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, just kind of the the place that we're going to be taking in the community, right? And, and taking that lead as that as the, the top managed service provider in Kansas City and the responsibilities that come with that. So I'm, I'm excited for that, that we are kind of taking that leadership role that in the past we probably were more behind the scenes. Um, so we're really trying to get um, to, to get involved, to be around, and to, to your point earlier, is to make sure everybody understands the need for technology and how we can help them and that it's not just in banking or manufacturing, right? It's kind of getting out to the entire community. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we've got a great new sales team. I'm really excited about them. And we've got a, there's a rep on my team that um, Jamie mentioned earlier who may have been born in 1995 who um, <laughs> is doing a ton of work for me on the marketing side. And I'm just really excited to see her grow too because she started out and it was kind of cold calling SDRs. And, and if you know that world, that's a tough grinding job, right? And we just saw how how can we best utilize her? And we, we moved her into this marketing sales ops role and she is just phenomenal. I mean, just what she's doing for Net Standard right now and like a lot of the stuff you're going to see with our webinars and our and our blogs and our ebooks. I mean, all the stuff that she's creating, I'm just I'm just really exciting to see her grow and to see the team grow. So I think we've got a lot of career paths happening in Net Standard right now. You guys are doing a great job. Two great leaders in our community. I'd like to thank Jamie Simpson, COO of Net Standard and Kristen O'Connell, the Vice President of Sales and marketing at NetStandard. The website, again, is netstandard.com. Really enjoyed talking to you both. Congrats on all your success. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Jason. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today. However you're listening, watching, we greatly appreciate it. We will see you again next week. Take care and have a great day. I thought I saw a man brought to life. He 